Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is February 7th, 2024. Today's song recommendation is In Awe by Holland. Today's scripture, I'm going to continue reading in the book of Genesis, chapter 21. I'll go ahead and read the chapter and then just offer my thoughts at the end. So here we go. Isaac is born. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Hagar and Ishmael depart. So the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, scoffing. Therefore she said to Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, Do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice. For in Isaac your seed shall be called. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman, because he is your seed. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and put it in on her shoulder. He gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba, and the water in the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bowshot, for she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the skin with water. 
a drink. So God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. A Covenant with Abimelech And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Fickle, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring, or with my posterity, but that according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and to the land in which you have dwelt. And Abraham said, I will swear. Then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor had I heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs which you have set by themselves? And he said, You will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand, that they may be my witness that I have dug this well. Therefore he called that place Beersheba, because the two of them swore an oath there. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba, so Abimelech rose with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. Pause. So, the long-awaited son of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac, is born. And he is the, the seed of the promise it's through his bloodline that um, goes all the way to David and Mary. But God also is with Isaac, yeah, Isaac's other son, Ishmael. And this is the second time that God has um, spoken to Hagar. But in this particular chapter, he doesn't hear Hagar. He hears Ishmael, his, uh, his cry, his voice. Because uh, what does he do? He, you know, I... I often look back at Hagar's story because he asks her what ails her, and he knows this. And, and sometimes I think we can say uh, God doesn't 
bother with us. But if we could hear him, and we can through, I mean, I've heard him audibly three times at least, but I hear him in other ways. He hasn't left me alone. I hear him uh, when I read the Word of God. He has a word for me. I, I hear him in other ways. And I can, he, he's often asking me what, what ails me. Even though I know he knows, I will will list them out. <laughs> Lots of things ail me, right? I just find it so tender-hearted of God that that He hears us in our hour of need. But Sarah, she she says to Abraham, "These people got to leave. This this bond servant and her child, they got to go. Get I don't want them here." Um, she, she catches her son, uh, or the bondservant's son, Ishmael, making fun of Isaac. And she says, no, you, you guys are, she, she's saying to herself, uh, the, these two are poison. They need, they need to get out. And God says, listen to your wife and she must go. But he also tells Isaac, um, that he's going to make uh, a nation out of, the bondservant's son as well. But there is a big difference between the seed of Isaac, the seed of the promise, and Ishmael, and the seed of the bondservant. There's a big difference. And of course, as we continue reading, we will, we will see, see that. So that is really the, the two things to note, really, that um, the seed of the promise is finally born. And the miraculous of, of the God um, fulfills his promise to Abraham and Sarah in their old age, um, 90 and 100 respectfully. I mean, that, that's, that's a, a miracle. And then that Hagar and Ishmael have to depart and that God uh, doesn't let them die. Uh, he, he once again... Uh, helps Hagar and Ishmael and well Hagar the first time she was pregnant when he came and sat next to her and then this time he he hears not only her but the, the her child Ishmael and so I just I just love that he he does not um, just leave them to perish in the wilderness of Paran and then um, I mean, there is that covenant between Abimelech and Abraham. And uh, so the next chapter we'll get to will be Abraham's faith. But I just going into my thoughts. Uh, Abimelech, he's, he says to Abraham, uh, God is with you in all that you do. And then he says to him, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me. And I just want to make sure that sometimes the Bible will say Lord, sometimes the Bible will say God. God has many names, but we have to be clear that in the beginning, God made us in His image. God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we cannot believe just bits and pieces of the Bible. Because in this very chapter, chapter 21, God lets 
Sarah get pregnant in her 90s? <laughs> you know, and she even says, this has made me, me, made me laugh and it's going to make others laugh because it's going to be like, whoa, this is a real wonder, miraculous act of God to have done this. But God is God and God can do whatever he, he wants to do. And then part of God's story is, of course, that the son came down to be born. And he himself tells us that before Abraham was, I am. And when Moses, before Abraham, was at that burning bush, the burning bush says, tell the Israelites that I am who I am. So God is three, but the son is the one that was walking around in the, in, in the, in the garden when, with Adam and Eve. He is the one that's showing up with Abraham and standing with him and the other two angels when he's discussing what he's going to do with uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And the person of the Trinity, the Son, comes down to be born of a Virgin Mary. And, and, and he's, he says, and then one of the other things that he, he brings up that, I mean, people, people are being taught the wrong, wrong things all around. And they're, they're starting to question this and question that and saying, well, this didn't really happen. That's a fable. That wasn't true. But we got we to gotta believe. And Jesus, he says, when he was living on the earth as a human being, he said, he compared that when he returns, it's going to be like the days of Noah. Everybody's going to think everything's just really great. Everybody's just having a good time. They're, they're marrying. They're doing this and that. And then just like that, he's going to get rid of evil. But he compares it to the days of Noah. Why? Because he was there during the days of Noah. Why do I know that? Because scripture tells me that. And I'll put that reference in the show notes. He talks about Jonah living in the belly of the whale. Jesus recounts the story. Why? Because he was there. And if he says that Jonah was live, had to live in the belly of the whale for three days, then that is what happened. That's not a fable. The flood is not a fable. We've got to believe in God. And I mentioned earlier, not in this message, but I'm reading the the Bible from front to back, and I am in the book of Second Chronicles, and most of the book will will recount, you know, the 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 kings that you know there'd be one evil king and then there would be a good king, and it just never never ends. You know, we sit back just amazed how one one king could one of his uh, children be so evil and then lead the country back into idolatry and worshiping the Baal. And, and just um, in uh, chapter uh, 25 talks about 
in verse 30, Thus says God, Why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Thus says God. And again, I just want to leave you with that thought. God is three. He created us in, in their image in the beginning. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Stop listening to people that are telling you that some of the things in the Bible are just stories. We've got, this is quite, we can't, if we start believing this and not that, then we are questioning God's integrity. We are calling him a liar. If that's you out there, you've got to believe the Holy Bible from the beginning all the way to the end. If it says sexual immorality is a sin, then it's a sin. If it says that murder is a sin, then murder is a sin. And Jesus' prime example, when he came down to be born, he wasn't placed in Mary's arms as a baby. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was conceived at conception. So we can't ourselves say, well, at conception, uh, it's not really a baby. It's not a human being. Not until three months in the womb. No. Otherwise, the story in the Bible would have said Jesus was conceived and wasn't human until three months in the womb. We've got to start thinking about these things and quit siding with what the world, world is saying. And as we read in the book of Genesis and read about Abraham, and now we're going to be reading about Isaac, and we're, we're, we're going to see how there's been this conflict, constant conflict, between the two sons of Abraham, Ishmael and Isaac. And then from Isaac, he has um, Esau and Jacob. And, and then it, it just, there's still that constant hatred in the Middle East. So these books are, these chapters are so important. It's important to know God's heart. It's important to know God's heart. I don't know if I'm going to continue in Genesis the next time I read. I, It's been on my heart to read from 2 Peter. So I just, uh, I need to get there. Oh, I do want to share... Um, I had an appointment with uh, my lung specialist, and he's been on the verge of retiring for probably the last year. And he is, he hasn't said it out loud, but I believe he is of the religion Judaism. Because he keeps telling me that the Bible he has is the old one, the old book. And so when I saw him last, I thought, well, I don't know if I'm going to see him again because he's always on the verge of retiring. And so I said, you've got to, um, I said, in your old book, which is the Old Testament, could you please take a look at uh, the book of Isaiah? And I gave him the, the chapter to start reading. 
and uh, I normally would have that down in my notes, but I don't. But I'll put it in the show notes. I'll let you know what chapter I had him read. And he says, oh, about the promise? So then I knew, well, I already knew that he's from the religion. He's, he's Jewish. He's from the religion Judaism, and they do not believe in Jesus Christ. They are antichrists. And I'm just speaking to this religion because there are a lot of different religions that are antichrists. If you don't believe in Jesus, that he is the Son of God, and he came down to be born, and he was spent some time with, with his creation, his people, uh, that, that he is the only way, the truth, and the light, then you are an antichrist. Until you repent of your ways and, and believe in Jesus, you are not saved. So I said, yes, it talks about the promise. But my prayer for you is that when you read, where I've told you to read when you get home, that you're going to be prompted to then want to read about Jesus Christ the Messiah. And he says, oh, no. I won't do that. I know I won't do that. And I said, well, that's going to be my prayer for you, because when you read that, why wouldn't you want to read about Jesus who claimed he was the Messiah? And I just told him I was praying for him that he would believe. Because if people are stuck in the old book, as they call it, uh, the Torah, he didn't call it the Torah, but it is the Old Testament. We've got to point them to scriptures that they read. And then pray that, that's, that, that when they reread, their eyes are opened and they will believe in the Son of God. We've got to be bold. I mean, this is a doctor. He's been my doctor for five years. And I asked, uh, I don't know, maybe the, just the day before, or maybe not even the day before, uh, just the day before. But I'd been asking God, please let me be bold. Give me the, the scripture that he needs to read. And, and I did. And I've got to keep doing that. I've got to keep trying. And, and I hope that you do too. It, it takes boldness. It really does take boldness. Okay, I'll go ahead and end there. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.